1: Good morning. I'm Russian Connison, and welcome to Radio Game. All this month, we've been exploring the four key factors of personal branding. The four factors, just to review, are appearance, behavior, communication, and today we'll be talking about digital presence. These form the ABCDs of personal branding, according to today's guest, who has been with us all month, Renuka Singham, founder of Image Revamp, a personal branding and image consultancy. We've been tackling each of the four factors over four weeks here on Radio Game. Over the last three weeks, we've explored appearance, behaviour, and last week, communication. Today, as I mentioned, we will address the fourth and final factor, digital presence and how it plays into your personal brand. A key thing that we will explore is the ins and outs of LinkedIn and how to effectively create the right LinkedIn profile to enhance your digital image and perception. Renika, welcome back to the show, fourth and final episode. How are you feeling today?
0: <laughs> feeling really good. You know, time flies here. Yeah. It's really the fourth week. So yeah.
1: maybe we can start with, this a quick recap of the last three ones, mm-hmm. just maybe one line as a kind of reminders about what we've learned so far over the last few weeks.
0: Okay. Yeah, I think um, it's good that we have this recap to really just sum up before we go into the digital presence. I think for appearance, the first thing I want everyone to remember is it's important to really focus on your first impression, right? That, that's why we really have to look the part So that's important Uh, for behavior. That's really about how you carry yourself in any situations, be it social or professional. Uh, So really pay pay attention to the nuances of like how you behave, um, even in terms of your character. Right. So remember the three C's that I've mentioned, which is character, courteousness, as well as charisma. So last week when we spoke about communication, the five things I want you guys to remember is language proficiency, tonality, adaptability, customization, as well as structure.
1: Brilliant. Thank you so yeah. much for summarizing the last few weeks with, uh, and because there's it, been a lot to catch up on. Uh, obviously, if you want to learn about all of that, you can go and check out the podcasts. Uh, they are all on the BFM website. It's bfm.myo, the BFM app. Just look up for Raise Your Game and you'll be able to see all of them there. So getting on to today's topic, uh, Renika, while our physical presence is essential, that's something we've communicated over the last three weeks. Mm-hmm. We now live in an age where our online professional brand can be significantly important mm. given how our professional lives have bled into into the virtual reality or the virtual realm, where oftentimes our first impression ends up being on social media platforms. In particular, it can be professional platforms such as LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. So in relation to personal branding, give us a sense of how important it is to manage our digital presence. Ultimately, what role does my digital presence, whether it's on LinkedIn or any other social media platform, play into my personal brand?
0: Right. So if you think about it, right, in some scenarios, your digital presence is in fact your first impressions. That's the first time people uh, are made known of Mm -hmm. you. Um, So because of that, right, it is really important to make sure that you strategize exactly how you want to be seen. So if you think about it on a um, larger perspective here, um, your digital presence is also something that forms a lasting impression uh, simply because whatever you put out there online will always be there Mm -hmm. and people get um, access to it anytime and anywhere they want do. So I think with those two aspects, it's really important for you to really think about how you want to project yourself digitally. And also it's an extension of who you are, right? So I always um, advocate this to all my clients. You've got to make sure that your online and offline presence are consistent, right? They're similar. Um, you cannot have discrepancy in either way of it.
1: Yeah. So speaking of your clients, Renika, mm. take us through the process of how mm. you talk to your clients about digital presence and the elements of a good digital strategy. Let's get into the good stuff.
0: Okay. So regardless whether you're an entrepreneur or if you're even being underemployed, I think it's absolutely important to understand and keep in mind how you want to be perceived online. Mm. So the first thing I always get my uh, clients, whether it's um, you know participants in a training or whether it's a one-on-one client, is to understand what is your true objectives being online. What do you want to achieve here, right? And the second thing is also understand your target audience? What do you think is something that would uh, create value to your target audience? Understanding these two aspects is really, really important to carve the right brand image.
1: A big part of all this is LinkedIn, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, But I wonder if LinkedIn is the be-all, and all when it comes to Ah. digital presence or Mm -hmm. is there are there other things to keep an eye on and manage, say, you know, it's Instagram or even building a website, for example?
0: Right. Well, for me, I do focus a lot of my energy on LinkedIn. I do have presence on Instagram and even TikTok, right? That was that's really very uncomfortable. But yeah, I'm there <laughs> as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I would say definitely I encourage everyone to be more holistic when it comes to your social media strategy. Uh, but if you cannot really manage that, you don't have the time, then I think it's important to understand which platforms your target market is at and really just focus yourself there.
1: So let's talk about LinkedIn then, Mm. Uh, some tips and tactics here. How do we effectively utilize LinkedIn so that we're able to best convey our credentials capabilities, and even some digital charisma to our connections?
0: Okay. So for this, usually when I do any trainings or any coaching, I like to divide it into three things, right? So the first thing is first impressions. I think it's really important to make sure that when people scroll through your profile in that first few seconds to a minute, um, they like what they see, they are uh, motivated to connect with you, and they see that you are able to provide value to them. So that's the first one, right? First impressions. Um, That includes how you even like... uh, construct your banner, how your photos look like. Um, and, I, and I always say this, right? Your photos are really, really important uh, on LinkedIn. Um, you know, don't put anything that perhaps is, it looks a little bit candid, very lifestyle. I think that does not really work for LinkedIn. Uh, and as well as also how you write your headlines. Uh, how do you summarize who you are and what you do, right? So all of this is in the first impression, which is the first thing. And the second thing I always uh, talk about is how do you increase your visibility to, through building your community, So I think on LinkedIn per se, right, it's also important that yes, you want to add more people into your connection uh, pool, you want to increase your audience, but you need to do it very intentionally. So who are you going out to connect with and are you deepening that connection with this person? All this is also covered here. And the last one is creating value through content strategies, right? So um, I think one of the um, clear myth I always hear people telling me is that if I want to be visible, if I want to be successful on LinkedIn, I have to write contents every day. Uh, I mean, that statement itself is already so exhausting, right? Like, um, yeah, I don't even do that. And I think before you even write any sort of content, be clear about what you're writing and what you're putting out. Don't just write contents for the sake of writing it. Um, And yeah, just be very intentional about that.
1: Yeah, right now, Mm -hmm. LinkedIn is really having a bit of a moment given how organic reach is really quite strong on the platform still. Mm -hmm. Um, And... uh, I find it quite surprising, not surprising, it's quite nice to see that even quite old posts are still getting circulation and yeah. they get engagement still right. uh, even weeks later. So I think that's something important to note as well, right? Yeah. That you want to make sure that it's not so super timely stuff because sometimes yeah. it can come up again later. Correct. Uh, Correct. Renika, we're going to dive into a lot more, including the misconceptions uh, that mis- LinkedIn is only to find a job, among other things as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll get into that after a few messages. Folks, I've been speaking with Renika Singham Founder of Image Revamp, a personal branding and image consultancy, and we've been talking about the importance of digital presence, LinkedIn, and personal branding. I'm Roshan This is Raise Your Game. Keep it here to BFM eighty nine point nine, the Business Station. Bright, formidable media. BFM eighty nine point nine, the Business Station. Hey folks, welcome back to Raise Your Game. I'm Roshan Kanesan and this morning I've been speaking to Renika Singham, founder of Image Revamp, a personal branding and image consultancy. All this month we've been talking about personal branding through the ABCDs or Her ABCDs, which is Appearance, Behaviour, Communication and Digital. Today we're exploring digital, which includes a special place for LinkedIn here, which we're talking about right now. Um, Renika, there Mm -hmm. is a common misconception that LinkedIn is only used when you need to find a job or when you need to... crude Mm. what are your thoughts on that
0: right I think um, of course in the early stage that really was the true function of LinkedIn I think it still is Um, and that's perhaps why so many of our corporate clients hesitate when we pitch online branding programs to them because they kind of worry that we increase the employability of their (laughs) associates (laughs) and uh, you know they might leave I guess Um, but you know if you think about it in a bigger picture here right in fact helping um, you know getting all your employees to understand how to brand themselves on LinkedIn of course specifically with your company in mind helps your company uh, propel in terms of their visibility on LinkedIn, right? So it is a good thing.
1: Especially in sales yes. uh, roles, right? I would yep. think, or even consultancy roles. Right. A lot of times you are seeing the salespeople, the consultants have quite nice, spiffy profiles and mm-hmm. then they're commenting on certain things to yeah. get that visibility, to show that they're thought leaders in the space. Right. Um, and uh, love it or hate it, that mm. seems to be what's happening there. Yeah. Okay. So based on that, then, if we move forward, let's talk a little bit about the strategies and tactics that you use to help clients improve their use of LinkedIn so that the listener uh, can get a better sense of how to utilize LinkedIn for their own needs as well?
0: So I think the first thing is have discipline and be consistent about what you do. Um, I think that includes how much you want to spend time um, on LinkedIn um, per day. So example for me, I think I only do about an hour, half an hour in the mornings uh, where I uh, post my content and I reply any comments that's there and then I spend another half an hour during lunchtime just replying or um, engaging with my other connections. So uh, one of the key strategies that I always uh, share with my clients is that you want to just make sure that every day you do something consistently on LinkedIn. Um, And also, it is important to understand that visibility is not just about writing content, uh, but it's also about how you engage with the connections there. So it could be writing comments, it could be dropping them a DM to really just understand about uh, what they have written in their contents, you know, things like that.
1: What about writing content right is there do you have any uh, do you talk to your clients about what type of content they should be writing mm. um, how they should be you know how should you be structuring posts things like that anything more granular in nature
0: yes yes um, so in terms of content we tend to talk about things like content pillars mm-hmm. um, so I think right whenever it comes to writing contents it's important to ensure that um, you know you do not just write about one dimension of things <laughs> right because I think a lot of us uh, especially business owners or maybe people in sales uh, of course are the ultimate objective is business, right? But if you keep um, hitting on that on your content strategy, it's going to be seen as you being a bit more salesy. So one of the things I always share in Content Pillar is that you want to have at least three different types of themes that you will share on LinkedIn. And I think um, uh, one of it could be about your business. Yeah, not a problem. But I think another one is you need to also share value that really makes you seem like a subject matter expert. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And one, uh, the last part of Content pillars that I I feel that might be a bit controversial, I suppose to some people um, is that I think it's also very important to show people a personal side of yourself Mm. of course within boundaries um, not um, overly uh, detailed. Um, but whatever you share about your personal life, uh, be sure to add value to people who are reading it. Yeah, there must be a reason and an intention why you're writing these things. Um, so, not just like this morning I had uh, Roti Chanai and then like you just full stop there, what do you have for breakfast? I think, you know, that's, well, what does that get, right? Yeah.
1: It's not Twitter. Uh, yeah. It's not a micro blog. Yeah. It's, um, it's on the Facebook. Yeah. good old days of Facebook.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: there's an intentionality there's also a certain level of you know keeping it keeping the narrative within a certain band right Mm. so even if it's it is a more personal story there is something you're connecting it to right to a larger story as opposed to because you also don't want to dilute it because then what's the difference between instagram facebook linkedin that sort of thing right um you got to know the audience i guess you're you're speaking to Mm. So those are actually some great examples of common mistakes, right? If you start going out of that band and start talking about random things. So let's talk about more common mistakes, uh, Renika. Um, What have you seen your clients do or other observations you've seen people on Instagram, Mm. on, on LinkedIn do that maybe shouldn't be done as much?
0: Yeah, I think the most common one, right, is uh, creating a very unrealistic version of themselves. And I think uh, maybe perhaps uh, certain individuals assume that that's important, you know, to be seen as someone that's really aspirational, someone that's really successful, even if you're not there yet. Uh, But what that's created is it is a discrepancy between your online and your offline brand. And here's the thing, right? I've met a couple of individuals that, you know, online, they seem to be so Superhuman. superhuman, so extrovert, so hyped up, right? So like all that, but... When I met them in person, uh, they really did not live up to that. And I think um, I always had to call this a professional catfishing sort of scenario, <laughs> right? Like I really don't know who you are, right? Um, and another incident was, uh, it was as, as simple as just a photo. Mm. So this person looked um, of a certain age. I thought she was probably around my age, I suppose. Uh, but when I met her, I was thoroughly surprised. I think the photo probably was 20 years ago. And I think, yeah, I know I, I know that we want to put photos of ourselves that are, you know, you know Uh, during our peak right the best look that we had but we've also got to be very honest and realistic about these things yeah there's a
1: certain level of I guess not timeliness but a certain Mm. level of realism that must be you know it's it's you don't want there to be too much dissonance between the image you're projecting there and the image you're projecting that you actually have. Right. Um, Even if you want it to be the best version of yourself, there's also a certain realm of continuity that should be embraced. Like, you know, it shouldn't be too out of the, um, too (sighs) aspirational, I think is a word to use. But, you know, sometimes you see very humble flexes, you know, humble brags online. Like, <laughs> oh, oh, I yeah. did this and this is amazing and I'm so lucky. But, yeah. you know, if that comes off as, well, condescending and arrogant. So that's yeah. also some, a fine line that needs to be balanced between, yes, you want to show off your your achievements, but mm. there is a weight. I guess there's a balance to be held there.
0: Yeah.
1: And, and also how often you talk about yourself, right? Correct, correct. Do, yeah. do you see a common mistake of just people posting without, but not engaging with other people? Is that something Oh, yeah.
0: I, I do feel that um, that's, perhaps what people have been thinking about LinkedIn, right? Like if I want to get um, higher uh, visibility, I just have to continue writing contents. I just have to put myself out there that way. But I think LinkedIn works as a community, right? Like you've, if you want people to support you in that way, you've got to first support others. So are you putting comments? Are you supporting other people in terms of what they write? If you're not, then what are you expecting out of this?
1: Have you seen yeah. that kind of community built uh, based on your own experience? Because you're very mm-hmm. active on LinkedIn. Yeah, yeah, Have you built your own like LinkedIn LinkedIn gang? Uh,
0: <laughs> to a certain extent, yes. Uh, but I think one of the things I do discourage is um, I know that there are certain people who create group chats and, you know, like help each other out on LinkedIn. I think that's great in the beginning because you want to, you know, of course, it's, it's a good feeling, right? When you see the numbers. But I think sometimes all these likes, um, you know, and con- uh, and comments um, are more of a vanity metrics. It looks good. You feel good, right? But um, ultimately, it doesn't really get to the objectives that you want. So I think a good and healthy community or gang right uh, that I, I would suggest everyone to do is you know to constantly support one another genuinely it's not because this person's your friend therefore you went and liked it you know
1: have you taken the, those kind of like the community building or those mm. relationships from online to offline have you oh, yes. met up with folks have you met up with them yeah. have you seen like um, have, have they been able to I guess add value that's offline
0: yeah I think uh, what I practice um, now and I also share with all my um participants as well, as well as clients is you need to exercise this meeting one new LinkedIn connection per month oh. yeah so what I do is every month I meet someone new that i have never met uh, before offline um, and yeah you know genuinely it's not really just about like building businesses or getting clients but I think it's just more of like expanding my network getting to know what's out there understanding other industries in fact yeah I just recently met someone uh, yesterday yeah which is very out of my industry and I thought that was really interesting
1: So there are lots Mm. of ways here that you can utilize LinkedIn. It's Mm. not just about... Uh, generating sales or building new leads but yeah. other ways that you can probably maybe even work together on other things or even mm. for own personal growth and learning right. uh, we touched on a few of those mistakes common mistakes only, mm. right? so things like maybe uh, having too ambitious of a profile mm. you know the way you uh, having a disconnect between your online and your offline persona mm. and maybe focusing too much on the metrics uh, the vanity metrics there um, how do you speak to clients in order to try and get them out of those loops or to mm. you know Mm. correct some of those behaviours. If, I mean, it's subjective, I guess. If you're successful, you're successful. But Mm. in some instances, you want to reach some kind of better behaviour, I'm guessing. So how how do you guide clients through that? I
0: think the first common theme is always getting my clients to understand... um, the importance of making sure how your online and offline presence need to be similar Um, and then I think from there um, the next thing I always tell them is that you need to be very authentic about things because if you were to project something that you are totally not online uh, and you can't live up to it it's going to be even worse for Mm. your personal brand so with that in mind right um, I think it's not to play yourself down but rather just put out things that are genuinely there you know don't fake it Right?
1: must be truthful must
0: be truthful you know and I think it is also important and it pays to have a sense of humility when you are posting on LinkedIn. Um, yeah, I understand that, you know, some people um, do love the humble brag. I think once in a while, it's fine. It's good <laughs> to celebrate your, your achievements, but not all the time, right? Um, I think the message I want to share with everyone who's really writing a lot of contents on LinkedIn is to just um, understand that it's always about value and awareness and education when you write contents. It's not really about just announcing something or telling people something. It's always about the... Um, it's always about how much you're giving out to people. What are the values that you're giving? Yeah.
1: Have you noticed, mm. um, or more, more specifically, what have you noticed mm. that people mm. often take for granted when it comes to not just LinkedIn, but mm. just digital presence in general?
0: Okay, um, and I, I think first things first is, of course, I think a lot of them um, realize the importance of this a little too late. Yeah, perhaps um, at a certain point, uh, they don't, they, they then feel that, okay, I need to focus on my uh, online presence. Mm. But yeah, perhaps could have been done uh, way earlier, <laughs> I suppose. Yeah. Uh, but the second thing I wanted to also share in terms of what people take for granted is, um, you know, branding by association. So it's not just, it's not enough for you to project yourself well and authentic on social media, but it's also important who you're associated with on social media. So even as simple as commenting on certain controversial contents uh, makes you uh, by association related to the people or the topic per se. So I think that's also something that everyone needs to be very um, aware of. Uh, I've seen this firsthand as well, where uh, we had a client whose uh, offline presence was great. Yeah, I think he's a very... Um, I could tell that he's Mr. Congeniality in his organisation. Very well liked. Uh, I think his social media platform... Uh, pro, sorry, his social media profiles were great. But one thing we caught um, while we were doing a auditing of his social media profiles was that he constantly commented aggressively uh, on certain topics, uh, which actually was very shocking because it was very different from his personality so things like that right I want everyone to just be very careful about that
1: Renica, we've been mm. doing this for four weeks now yeah okay. um, this is the last episode of this mini-series that we've been doing. Okay. What would you like to end? uh, What kind of note would you like to end this on? Is there anything you'd like to emphasize, whether Mm -hmm. it's with digital presence Mm -hmm. and then maybe an overarching theme? Mm. Uh, I'll leave this up to uh, the floor to you.
0: Okay. Um, So I think for digital presence, maybe the first step, I I think a a lot of people when I talk about uh, LinkedIn or social media, they will always tell me that, yes, I agree. It's important. What's first? (laughs) What's next, right? What do I do first, right? Uh, It's as simple as Googling yourself just google your name find out what you see in the first two pages and clean that up right? Put yourself in the shoes of your target audience and look at that first two pages. And do you like what you see, right? If you don't, then do something about that. So I think that's something you could do after this, uh, um, you know, this talk. Um, And I think in general, for the four sessions that we've had, um, I just want to tell everyone here, it's it's really never too late. Um, You know, I've trained clients as, um, you know, very early in their careers to really late, you know, 40 years experience as well. And while everyone's in different stages of their career, I think it's great for you to just listen through these four sessions and maybe, you know, find things that you could improve on, whether it's appearance, behaviour, communication or uh, your digital presence, yeah? So I think... My conclusion is it's not too late. Yeah.
1: And of course, if you want to listen to all those episodes, just look up the ABCDs of Personal Branding on the BFM website. That's bfm.my or over on the BFM app. where also on all the major podcast platforms. Just look up Raise Your Game. Uh, Renika, thank you so much for your time. Thanks. Folks, that was Renika Singham, the founder of Image Revamp, a personal branding and image consultancy. And we've been talking about uh, the today the importance of digital presence when it comes to personal branding. But over the last four weeks, we've been covering the ABCDs of personal branding. Again, you can find all those episodes on the BFM app, the BFM website, or wherever you get your podcasts. Just look up Raise Your Game. I'm Roshan Kennison. You've been listening to Raise Your Game. Keep it here to BFM 89.9, the business station.